0: or Gaming Fighter Podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. And make sure to use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. This episode is powered by Poddex. What up, fanboys and fangirls and non binaries? Time once again for the Talk About Podcast. The podcast and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Stefan course. Joining me is my co host, Biko. Hello. Okay, guys, just to let you know, we decided to do our 2021, basically our own version of 2021 year review episode this week because we're probably saving the Spider Man review once we eventually go see Spider Man. You know, I've been, like, trying real hard to stay away from the spoilers. And so far, it's, like, I've been staying away from social media just to stay away from, like, spoilers and stuff and stay off of Twitter or Facebook. Just, like, don't get spoiled, basically. <laughs> but the only thing I know about so far is doing really good in the box office-wise when it comes to sales and stuff. I know it's probably going to be, like, it's probably going to get impacted hard soon because in next month, like, now it looks like it's gonna, some states are not going to be requiring, you know... Proof vaccination, you are to, to like places where they serve food and stuff, mm. or a negative COVID test now. But even though the mask mandate is still in effect, I think Chicago just announced January third they're gonna start requiring you know face masks or proof proof vaccination to dining establishments, gyms, um, entertainment venues that serve um, you know food and drink, which
1: makes sense. So they just want to emphasize like indoor indoor places where they can transmit the most. Yes. So back to what we were doing before.
0: But now it's like, now it's gonna probably going to people that don't have vaccination cards.
1: Yeah, that's
0: unfortunate. Mm. So like, could be the movies could be like impacted, like Box House could be
1: impacted by it as well? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. I guess I don't know if there's data on how much, if they even have data, if they can release that on how much people are unvaccinated to vaccination. Rates like those when mm-hmm. like comparative to people who go out as often like if they were able to track that which I don't know there's probably like some yeah so far I
0: know New York and LA announced they're doing the like New York first and then LA started following suit and that's Chicago's becoming third city as doing that
1: right and I mean even then those cities I'm sure weren't really I mean I'm sure they're going out but not as much as like, a, like say southern areas or places where we'll we'll face it, like red states and stuff, like they were a little more open to to have different different laws, so they go by different rules out there as far as the mask mandates were concerned, and now with Omicron happening maybe we'll see it go back, we're obviously going to see it again in our cities and people were kind of used to it, now it's, it's going to feel even more stricter, and I just don't know I don't like where it's headed, but these places were already practicing kind of that like that sort of restriction it was more or less loosely enforced yeah the only ones that were showing like more like do you have to show something
0: or like a negative Mm -hmm. test was like conventions because you know how conventions started opening (coughs) convention season was opening again then like you know we had C2E2 like last weekend well the weekend before at the convention, I think for that, you had to have proof vaccination or to get a COVID test to even be allowed into yeah, the...
1: That was more or less to their transgression, you know? They can do it. But, like, everybody else that we saw in Seattle in one restaurant that we really went to, that we had short vaccination cards. But everything else, it was pretty much just wear a mask. Mm-hmm. So, I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, if there are places like that that were doing that to wear less, they have that as, as a specific policy and now... We're gonna see that all over, and I don't. I know we're we're gonna probably see some business owners that don't like that because that does restrict their their clientele. Maybe they have a lot of older clientele who don't believe in shit like that. So, so we still go to grocery stores and we see people who don't wear masks, and I think that's fine. They can do what they want. So, I don't mind that. Mm -hmm. I think it's just that's whatever. They do what they want at that point. Um, if it's one person out of twenty people wearing a mask, I, I it's whatever. Like what's the point of wasting time, argument over this shit anymore? So, with this with this case, now we're gonna see it's like oh now you have people, like guess quote unquote missing out, whatever they get to normally do. Mhm.
0: Yeah, I mean that's what's gonna happen. I mean it's probably gonna impact movies going forward. I mean mm-hmm. theaters might as well because, I mean talk about last year. There was no like theater stuff. Like everything was like closed. Mostly everything was regulated to online and you know, one of media took
1: the What mission. if that extends to kids. Hmm? What if that extends to kids, like for instance. Yeah, if it, to... age five and up. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. See what happens if your kids like three or four? I guess they're are like the exception, I guess. So they can can they not go? Me. And they can't go see Toy Story Six. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a Toy Story 6 But it's like
0: it, it, Like I said It, it starts January So that's what said But it's in Chicago I don't know if it's going to apply To like suburbs Because you know Cities and suburbs Are kind of like Their own thing They're not like You know That's their own Like jurisdiction I mean it could be a Counties You know suburbs Follow counties You know it could be a county call But like I said Cities and suburbs Are completely different so far like based on these like new mandates starting in January, like Boston's following suit as well. Boston's been doing the same thing as well, like following as well, but just to curb, you know, with the Delta variant and the Omicron variant, it's, like, you know, doing the best. But it's like I said, entertainment wise, it's probably to get impacted. Like again, ever since it, it's starting to recover, like and the movies are starting like theaters are starting to recover from it. And you know, now it's gonna we're almost getting back to like square one basically. And it kinda sucks because like I said I think so far this year I went to the theater once
1: yeah you see and that's and that's there's too. been a lot of yeah us too and there's been a couple of good movies that we've seen that are out and by the time we even get some days off, some movies I saw on HBO Max I'm like they, well that's it they go into streaming so. yeah and then we, yeah we saw Bond last time that's because there's a coupon mm-hmm. so it's very sparingly that you could go and there, even then there's not a lot of people who do go yeah, so, yeah. So, like I said,
0: guys, this is a year review. Basically, we're picking out what we felt were the top, like, things of 2021. Even, like, TV shows, you know, news, you know, movies that you felt did really good or video game news that pretty much you felt made an impact entertainment-wise. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we decided to do this, like, the week before because, you know, YouTube sucks when it comes to, like, year reviews uh, because, you know... I didn't see 2020 YouTube year review. I bet she wasn't as good. But, um, like I said, 2020 was a slow year last year. And, and like see, 2021 was almost like they were, like we were trying to get back into it. I mean, yeah, theaters start showing more films now. Entertainment, like, more TV shows were coming out. Like, more, like, you know, stuff on Netflix and all this stuff, like, content-wise. We saw a lot of shows launching on new streaming services as well. Uh, we're still launching up streaming services, like Paramount Plus during this year, Discovery Plus during this year. Um, you know, Peacock staying strong, you know, you know, they're staying strong, Hulu as well. You know, Dad, Netflix is still, you know, having content and canceling content, They become from infamous for it now. But to me, I think, um, we'll give you, we'll kind of how you want to start first? you want to start like video
1: game wise or... Movies or Entertainment I don't know I honestly just I thought you had Like a list or something I don't know
0: No I'm just going Off the top of my head Like I, there's a lot of Things I remember From this year Oh hmm. Like I, I pull some lists But And like you say Like throughout this year What was your biggest thing You felt like Entertainment was In <laughs> 2021 Even sports
1: as well uh, Well I mean I guess is the fact that there was able to have sports all year, that went on normally for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought like the year went by pretty fast, even with sports were happening. Um, we had the did they? We had the Olympics, right? Yep. So that happened. I and mean, even when it came and went, and like, seeing that, even after the first year of the pandemic. It was nice to see that they were able to host that and we're going through somewhat of a changing scope and culture. Um, even when it comes to sports we were able to see that change. Uh, as far as we see I guess our athletes dealing with the virus as well, so we're constantly seeing how it's changed from the beginning of the year, how there were some people being affected more and then it kinda lulled again this, as the summer came out, and then now in winter again, we're seeing the year close out where people are affected a little more again. So, um, I guess this year showed a lot of, more or less, lessons in health. Um, video game-wise, I don't know. I can't remember. I haven't played the new Halo yet. I
0: downloaded it. I just haven't played it yet. Oh, Halo Infinite? I yeah. know that was the biggest thing for Xbox was that was... Mm-hmm. if and of course... To me like the big moment is Cyberpunk's still broken. <laughs> September we're gonna even know finally I got a PS five, but it's like apparently the game is still technically broken still, even though to me like CD Project Red like are still dealing with that, you know, backlash of the game being so broken and how they had to apologize and shareholders, how they had basically apologize to like the fans who were so hyped for this game. And how they're constantly, right now, they're still fixing patches for the game. Even though They say, all oh, the game, and then, you know, places you went above and beyond and took the game out of the digital marketplace. To the point, went to Best Buy, never selling the game for, like, 20 bucks and, like, just try to get people to buy it. Mm. Buy the broken game. I mean, you know, it was, like, one of the biggest, I would say, it's, I don't know if it's still a, a, considered a flop. In my opinion, I mean, yeah, it made sales, but I think it became, like, pretty much an overhype you know, game, like it's almost like No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. And how No Man's Sky came out, you know, it was a big thing, and all of a sudden, you know, it became a flop until the developers went back in. We did refix the game and everything. And things that people were, that they promised they didn't have it launch. And you're, you're able to redeem themselves. Same thing with like Cyberpunk 27. Yeah, they're still working patches. But I don't know, to me, it's like CD Project Right kind of lost a lot of that big fan base. Because before, they were just known as just other developers of the Witcher series. A video game series based on the Witcher. The books, but. Uh, what is your opinion on that? Like, you know, when it comes to game developing, like, just having, like, you know, having that negative backlash from fans and,
1: you know, finding ways to redeem themselves? Oh, it's easy, I feel like, in video games for them to listen to fans and change stuff. Just because. Uh, especially in video games, they. They're very big response. They're responsible for their market share in the business because it's a lot of money. Because the big fans of the specific properties bring in DLC purchases, and that's a lot of money that you can spend on microtransactions and keep those same people around for, what, one to two years in between developments? Mm -hmm. So that way they're able to spend that money again when you make a new property and keep them in the tail. So you see that. If they do backlash with fans and they don't kind of lean to what they like as far as what they see in their favorite characters and what they want in their video games, then they lose money. So like it's like you kind of have to tread that line. But like if we always see the developers play hardball in the beginning, and then they what? They end up caving because they have to. It's money.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like with Magic Jack Jackson's video games. All they like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. he became infamous for it." And then of course, you know, Smash Brothers, You know, finally this year, after so many high people were like, that was like the biggest thing Nintendo had was like the Smash Brothers announcements for like new fighters and stuff that was like pretty much on everybody's seats was to find out who was going to be the next person added. And everyone was in the whole Waluigi campaign. Even though he no longer was in the game, but a lot of people were petitioning for him to be in the game. Like, the whole hype with that. And, of course, you know, all these characters from other game properties, like, other companies being involved with Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. It's why Smash Bros. just became, like, this biggest thing now. It wasn't just, you know, the gameplay. It was just more on, you know, the fighters. Because it was, like, basically... To me, like, through Smash Bros., you know, also became more like a sandbox, you know, fantasy builder game. Because you wanted to say, hey, like, what if this person, you know... What if Solid Snake took on uh, Mario, you know, what if, you know, Ryu from Street Fighter take on, you know, it was like, oh, now they had Joker from Persona 5 taken on, and then, you know, Minecraft, you know, it's like, to me, it's like, it kind of like, drove away from like, is the whole, just it was just all the Nintendo characters, but all of a sudden, oh, let's add all these other characters, because they wanted to expand and get more fans from these other properties to play this game. And like I said, it just became more like to say more of a money grab as well. Even though Smash Bros. is the most beloved franchise that Nintendo has,
1: yeah. But it was always
0: like you know, like it was pretty much built like almost like it's like pretty much built in a kind of like almost like professional wrestling style. You know, getting these other people from who you know from other promotions now in this main promotion, and you know, now you can have these
1: fantasy style matches. Yeah, I feel like Nintendo picks their games to use to put a lot of DLC in instead of using, like, especially Smash. I don't know. We don't get a lot of characters that pump out, but, like, how much is a character when they do come out? Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, you get all... It's not like you're not going to get all, all the characters when they do come out, so it is nice that you get to wait for them to make new characters every time so that's keep the game fresh. hmm so it does suck that we don't get a new game, but it is nice that we do get new characters added, right? So it does feel like a new game. Because that's essentially what you want anyways when the new game does come out, it's new characters. You're still kind of getting what you want. I think mean, this year, like, Nintendo's been, like, pushing it out of the
0: park this year. I think Nintendo had a big moments in 2021 um, with just, like, Super Nintendo World opening in Japan. The theme park they opened at Universal Studios Japan And then the announcement said they're going to have You know Parks hope they're going to have their own version in California And Florida soon as well mm-hmm. To me that was like my big thing from Nintendo Like Nintendo really stepped up this year because You know Nintendo People realize it's like Yeah it's the whole Xbox versus Playstation Argument but Nintendo was, is still hanging on It's still being relevant in um, the Mobile market as well But also like Investing into like, like intellectual property You know licensing. Mm-hmm. Because Nintendo was always protected of their IP But when they decided to you know follow suit like, hey, let's, you know our kids are so popular that's what kinda of drew people more was they're only on Nintendo, let's share our property, share our IP, get a whole new fan base outside the typical video gamer. You know, look at the whole market, appeal to kids, appeal to family. And they felt, you know, working with Universal Studios can help that and the course this is the Nintendo world launch in Japan and like and to me it's just that whole walk through Bushigeruamoto and you know one of the creators of Mario t- giving the tour and it looks so badass it kind of sucks that they decided to open during a <laughs> pandemic period and now it's like it gives you more hype and more like more traveling marketing the more people that want to go to Japan but of course you know we're still waiting on travel restrictions so hopefully by next year that kind of The legacy will lift off and, you know, foreigners can be able to go to Japan and experience that. Right now, you can only experience it through, like, YouTube videos of locals while checking it out. Mm. And, of course, Nintendo, you know, again... Every moment they did, release Nintendo Directs, they kept releasing throughout this year... With a lot of big game announcements, especially games that people were (laughs) waiting for. Or games that, you know, should have been released a long time ago now they are coming back... And remastered, and remade. And, of course... Nintendo closed it out this year with the announcement of the Water Bros. movie. That they're working with collaboration with Illumination Entertainment and Illumination Animation and the cast. Which, to me, was like the biggest announcement. That's a big win on Nintendo's part. Because mm-hmm. you think about Nintendo, like being the, like you know, and also investing in Game Watch. It's like that's one of their, like, toys they had back in the day. And, that became a resurfacing too, when they did a Mario Bros. game watching it and now they do the Legend of Zelda one. It's like it's fine. Nintendo's always been there and it has never died. It's like it's a company that's been long since like the eighteen hundred like the late eighteen hundreds. It's like the company started out making, you know, Hana and they started in Kyoto and they started making Hanafuda playing cards. And then eventually, you know, this company went up and became a conglomerate where they started making, you know, appliances, you know, toys, own hotels. It became like a market, and then they decided to invest in video games. It's like, I'm thinking that they would have, like, took the, that gamble into the video game market because they saw how the Americans were doing with video games. I think, you know, the it was still wouldn't have been around. It didn't take that gamble into the game. But look at this. They're still there. They're still going strong. You know, they're slowly closing, like, I think they're closing, like, the... the offices in California I think they're closing the to California I think they moving their operations in Seattle and and like I said Mario is like one of the most recognizable video game icons ever
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then I think for 2021 video game wise for like movies like special Mario movie I think <laughs> my favorite wave was the video game boards and how they launched the trailer for the side movie Sonic 2, and I'm so hyped for that film. This comes out next year after the success of Sonic the Hedgehog last year, being one of the high like being the most well received video game films last year versus Mortal Kombat combat, <laughs> which I have not seen. I don't know if I'm ever going to see that, but to not for the Sonic movie that did really well, and now having the sequel come in next year, kind of like. Gives my hose up, like now video game movies are finally starting to get better traction. That they can work, you just gotta like try to pay attention more to the lore. The story wise, I mean, with the Mario movie to me, it's like there's so much you can do with the Mario universe,
1: there's
0: so much lore in it. It's like as long as you got the characters, you got their personalities, you can make a story out of it. So it's like, how it gives you I'm like you don't have to follow the story like in order, but like as long as you got a simple premise, you know how you want end the characters. As long as you know what the characters are, their personality and their quirks, you can make it work. And to me, like sports-wise, I mean, like you said, it was like these like compared to last year to this year. Yeah, it's cool. We got sports again, and of course, you know, kind like you know, find ways to, you know, they had to do protocols and stuff. Know, they had fans, they had to, like, baseball start up with no fans, and then they started with limited capacity, and as soon as, like, you know, vaccines were going up, eventually, you know, stadiums start to up again and again, and now, going to this year again, before this year ends, now it's getting back to the same thing. Now, either game's getting postponed, or, you know, game's getting moved past, like, the, the date and stuff. But at least now they're being more controlled. They're trying to be as best to control as much as they can with the athletes and just hand pull for like safety protocols and stuff. But, and I think to me too, uh, that's like it's good seeing sports again. But it's like same time it's like athletes are putting their, rest, their health at risk as well. You know they don't. You know they're probably sick that they get it. You know, compared to last year where they could limit practice and stuff. Because like this year they able to do practices and stuff, they're to the play out there for the fans, they probably missed that as well from last year. So, I mean, it's good at sports, but video-wise, lucky for video games, it was there to help us out and get us through the tough times. So what do you think was the twenty twenty one breakout moment and like in music for you? I know you like the music a lot. Mm. Yeah. Oh, did you see like any artists that you saw that became like a big blow up in European in twenty twenty
1: one? Someone blew up. Yeah. Um Well I didn't want to see Olivia Rodrigo blow up, but she blew up. Olivia Rodrigo? Yeah. Who's that? It's like a pop star person Hmm. who blew up, but she blew up. Um, I don't know uh, Not really anybody that I can't really th- I, don't know. I can't really think of anybody that I, I thought was going to Blow up that had a crazy blow up year This year I don't know, Everyone I don't know Because everyone kind of like didn't release They released stuff or they didn't And if they did I just like it, it was kind of just like oh, Like Bad Bunny how he blew up yeah, I mean, like he's he's been he's been up there for quite a while now. I mean, a couple of years now. And, and music, it's like if you're up there for like three, four years now, it's just kind of like you've been around. But yeah, I mean, I guess he had a big year. He definitely did have a big year, um, especially if he's doing both of the stuff, right? Doing music and now uh, doing wrestling things. So
0: yeah, I think that kind of like I think that was the big thing for him was. It was a crossover. That's kind of nice. Because, yeah, he's a big pro wrestling fan. And I think that kind of like, I don't know, to me, like, he actually did a good job, you know, for artists, like, to go in there and try wrestling with people, cool, you know, it's, it's like, it was kind of like how Mr. T and Hulk Hogan was back in the days, like, the rock and wrestling connection. Sure. It was the same thing with this, like, with Bad Bunny, it was like, well, let's take the artist that he loves pro wrestling has the songbook of T, and it's like. He loves wrestling, but he wanted to get in the ring, and he actually trained, you know. And go out there and actually be involved in a tag team match, and he actually did pretty well. And it was also helping himself as well, because of promotion and stuff too.
1: Right, it's a business deal, so they were able to help him. He was
0: able to help his brand, and at the same time, kind of get more people watching WWE, because I think to me right now, as a topic of like sports entertainment and stuff, like I see right now AEW stock. Like AEW kind of like rekindle my love of restaurant wrestling because with WWE I'm like basically I'm burnt out because right now is right now with all the cuts right now that WWE has to do like supposedly claim financial wise which obviously it's a lie because they save money versus you know with the sets they had they pretty much toned down and pretty much don't know how many people are gonna have on TV and it's like. Then they're releasing people that, were, you know, honestly were a great talent. They didn't have nothing going for them as long as Vince Man is still running. And now WWE's stock is struggling to the point now the half of the arenas are not even full. You either have to have people, have to fill, have to have people move over from, like, the other side of the arena. So it was empty. Because I've seen pictures on Reddit and stuff of half-empty arenas during a taping. It's like... And compared to AEW, they're mostly on the rise right now to the point because it's all about professional wrestling. That's what AEW promotes. They're professional wrestling. They're not sports entertainment. And I like for the fact that it reminds me of you know pretty much you know wrestling back in the day where they had the different territories where each territory helped each other out. With AEW having these relationships would bring them honor. How relationships relationships would impact this year. And now having a rekindled friendship with Japan for Wrestling, how they're all. Sharing talent or Triple or H, they're all sharing talent and are out there doing what they're doing. And I see AEW like not breaking away. To me, this year AEW stock just rose this year. You know, it started in 2019. It's like, you know, people are already like, even before AEW started, people were like, questioned, oh, it'll be the next WCW. It's going to be too big to fail. But so far I have not seen any failures. Like Tony Khan has been really smart. When it comes to signing talent. Scouting and booking. These matches. Because he's like. You don't need all these big pay-per-views. You can at least be good with four. And you can have at least two months worth of storyline. Because if you can build up a storyline for two months. It gets more people engaged. Versus WWE, they try to get a story going for a month. And all of a sudden, they move on to the next big thing. Well, here, AEW, they give you a two-month build-up. Which these people more glued to their seats. and glue their eyes to the screen. That's why it's like to me, like, this year, when it comes to professional wrestling, I see AEW pretty much rose over WWE. In terms of, like, content, you know, performance, events... And these characters that are coming out, which to me are have better engagement versus WE's producing. I feel bad for the people that are still in WWE And have to deal with these corny storylines. Because WWE still has a good you know, they got a good card of wrestlers. It's just how to be being utilized. To me it's like they're not being utilized To their potential. And it sucks. <laughs> like I said, they got a lot they cut a lot of talent. And luckily they were able to keep Kevin Owens. I thought Kevin Owens was just going to jump ship to AEW, but they somehow kept them. Because you know they're being desperate now to the point that they don't want to lose people. But if they're being you know, held down and catering and not being utilized or any future storylines, it's like I can go somewhere else where I can do what I can do. Showcase my talents. Have the ability to work with our promotions. You know, I'm under contract with AEW. I can work with our promotions. They give you that freedom. So that's I said. Now AEW like now they're now they got a uh, friendship with Universal Studios. Now they're they can film like their shows for YouTube on Universal Studios. Now they get a bigger audience there. And to me, that's great. And to me, in twenty twenty one, when it comes to TV shows, um, to me, with like anything like twenty twenty one, she's. I mean, I'm more anime than TV, but. I would say, I have to say the biggest thing to me before it comes to TV was, like, pretty much... I think to me it was, like, the big hit was um, Squid Game. My opinion was Squid Game because it was something that's, like, it could have been an anime, but it wasn't, it was live action. No, hey, that
1: was going to be what I was going to say, too. It was going to be it was a big hit
0: this year, no doubt about it. Because I think that was the one TV show that everyone was talking this year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, there was no talk about Walking Dead. I don't even fear The Walking Dead. Right. Yeah. It was all about Squid Game. To me that was like the biggest thing that pretty much that broke out for like TV wise. Squid Game. It's like something that <laughs> that pretty much like I said could have been done as an anime but it wasn't. It was done live action and it's like something that Coming after this creators like ten years of pushing it, like pushing the script, like shopping for different, different company different production company to finally get it green lit by Netflix. And it's got so much fan base, to tell. like I've been watching like these videos and conventions and you see other people's cosplaying as the characters from the game from the show.
1: Mm.
0: And may other than that, I mean you could say, yeah, Marvel did good as well this year too, because you had the Marvel shows this year. Yeah, Captain America and Winter Soldier. You had um WandaVision. Yeah, Loki. Right now we got Hawkeye and like closing it off. I would say, yeah, Marvel was able to redeem itself with the films. With the, with the TV shows. But not so much with Eternals or Black Widow. <laughs> but they did redeem itself with Shang-Chi. Which, to me, I haven't seen yet, but it's really good. And of course now with Call with Spider-Man. No Way Home. But to me, like, TV-wise, it was, like, Squid Game. And you know, like, TV shows you felt... Is that Squid Game that you felt was, like, one of the biggest things, like, reality-wise? Or you felt that people were probably... To your opinion, what you felt was... That you enjoyed this year. No, I
1: mean, I'm sure people would say something like The Bachelor or something. I don't watch that. So, for Raleigh goes... No, I think... I think Squid Game was probably a good example of crazy shows that were on this year. Um we've just been watching a lot of Scientology shows so I haven't really <laughs> watched I can't really say anything else that like has gotten me really hooked this year besides Squid Game that was one that was like oh shit we gotta watch right away like what's gonna happen the next episode we, like we, that was one like I didn't it was like you binge it but like two episodes at a time so like you could save it enough mm-hmm. uh, that way you're not diving into too much and like the suspense is still there so like Keeps you wanting to go back. And it was nice. I think it helped me appreciate the show more. Um,
0: So you think, like, mostly, like, this year, like... I mean, to me, it's, like, binging is not much of a thing where... Ah, if you do two or... It just depends what
1: I was looking for. Like, I just watched a lot of documentaries, and more or less, and a lot of docuseries. But, like, as far as original programming... uh, Squid Game and some movies on Netflix I saw that were okay. Like, things like that, um... Well, was the majority of what I watched like no, I haven't I didn't really watch any like I haven't I have never seen Succession that's what people have been watching these days it's like the new I guess not the new Game of Thrones but as far as like what people have been binge watching um, uh, I haven't seen anything like that I just but Squid Game is the one I saw right away
0: it's the same for me it's like like I said with TV wise you know I was even watching the classics and then I think this year was also the year of reboots.
1: Yeah.
0: It <laughs> was like so many reboot I mean, save battle reboot. Actually I actually enjoyed it. I mean, honestly, yeah, it was cool seeing, you know, Slater and you know, Jesse, but I was more drawn to the new generation. It's cool you could see, you know, like I said, Slater, Kelly, Zach and stuff. I like the fact that they had mostly like Slater and Jesse were helping out the new generation, but Zach exactly. Hunt wasn't there so much in the school scene, Lisa as well. That was more on the current generation of kids and what they're dealing with, the issues that they're dealing with, like being different, you know. Because it was all about these kids coming from like underfunded schools, getting moved to another district That's you could tell was have, getting more funded. It was more like a preppy school, like like Bayside became over a prep school, like a preppy school. And you got kids from coming from another high school that were shut down due to, the, you know, being fun, low funding, and how they had to adjust to these other kids, mm-hmm. how like differences and stuff. I actually enjoyed it. It was like almost like comedy, but more like drama, which I did like. And second season, like, like kind of like blew out a park as well because I kind of like for the fact they took some of these storylines that were left up on a previous show and they were able to go back and explore it. You know, it's like a what if thing. And of course, yeah, you saw most of the main cast on there. Of course, they couldn't get that done because, of course. Due to his, you know, death due to cancer, like, but at least they paid tribute to him in the second season. And, but like these characters they had now, let's see about, kind of like I said, it's more like drama, a little bit of comedy, but they had issues that they're doing today. It's a good, it's a good watch, you know, at Tom Peacock, it's a good watch. I mean, of course, you'll, Paramount had the iCarly reboot.
1: Uh-huh.
0: If people aren't into iCarly. <laughs> They had the Rugrats reboot. I mean, yeah. They yeah, the Rugrats reboot as well. Um, and then there's one show I'm watching CBS called Ghosts. I'm watching Paramount Plus. It's really actually really good. It's based on a British show of the same name. Um, that's really good. So, well. like, on like, these adaptations and stuff. Um, and since we're still on TV, I think to me this year it's been, like, the most anime-driven year. Versus last year we didn't get that much anime. But this year we got a lot. It just sucks for me because it's like, there's so much new anime that's out there right now. It's hard for me to catch up to the point, I kind of felt burned out by anime, actually. Even though I am the anime guy on this podcast, but it's like, it's hard for me to catch up. Then it's got to the point where I just had to stop and, like, watch one anime at a time. And there's, like, really good animes out there that came out this year. One of the names I do want to mention was... Um, Zombieland Saga Revenge Which is season 2 Of Zombieland Saga Which is an original anime Based on, It's an original By Studio Mappa Um Really good It's about Pop about Idols Going to different genre, But they're zombies They're girls from different Like Basically they're girls From different Generations But they're getting Revised as zombies And they're being Put together as a pop As an idol group To try to save this prefecture in Japan Called Saga prefecture, And you know The struggles they had To go through had him being successful in the first season and then going the second season they had him go get jobs and stuff to keep their names relevant and then got a show like Odd Taxi which was basically it's, like another, it's almost like an animal-esque type anime which I haven't seen but it's really good and it's almost like it's called Odd Taxi it's about this walrus that drives a taxi and it's basically based on the people that he picks up from mm-hmm. and their lives you had that and then of course you had Jujutsu Kaisen which won anime of the year last year when the country rolls finished their season first season and now to the point they're going to have a movie coming out My Hero Academia was also I was able to watch season 5 and of course season is coming out next fall animes are coming out next year and My Hero Academia is going to well I don't know, going to this final art but this past season was really good they had the movie World Heroes Mission which I do recommend guys if you haven't seen it yet if it's still in the theaters, check it out. And, of course, the big announcement that Bleach is coming back for anime-wise. They're finally going to adapt the final arc of the manga. And they're going to have Studio Perot who did Naruto. They're going to animate it with the creator being charged with character design. So, I guess the characters are going to look more like their manga counterparts versus the studio that used to do it for them. So, the characters are actually going to look like their manga counterparts. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest hype. Of course, tag and Time was the big thing this year. And then, of course, One Piece... Celebrated their 1000th episode Which to me was like This was an anime that's been around since 1999 And went through So many licensing issues with poor kids And so finally we picked it up and fixed it And And of course they celebrated our 100 volume release on the manga The one thousand chapter was this year Was this year? of course the manga is still going I'm finally coming up in the manga And I just Seem to love what this anime has By fans all over the world was they had showings of it. They decided to show um movie Strong World that the creator wrote the script for the movie. a lot When it comes to the anime films, like, when you do the anime films, usually the creator's just a producer. He doesn't write the story, and they just make these stories. They're not canon. But they had the creator do Strong World. He wrote the film. He wrote the screenplay for the film. And they were doing the screenings, but also they were showing, like, I guess the first up, like preview of uh, episode 1000 actually showed the opening, and just seeing on Reddit all the fans from around the world, like, they were sharing, like the like, thank you videos. Like, they did a thank you video compilation of One Piece. Like, it was pretty much people's childhoods. Cause, like, <laughs> that anime came out in 1999. That's much of everybody's childhoods. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Here we got 2021. And just seeing the love that this anime had an impact on everyone's lives at the point like I saw the video of people singing the theme song. The first theme song of the anime, like there was people in France singing in Japanese. There's certain people in the theater in France singing it. People in Mexico singing it. Um, people here in the U.S. singing as well. They had billboards hyping up the thousand episode. Even there was one in New York, like a mural in New York saying "Congratulations to One Piece hitting a thousand episodes." LA had a billboards out saying "Congratulations." To the point, you know, it's something that i had never seen anime having a bigger impact in the West this year. It's like it's become, like, anime's becoming more and more mainstream this, like, this, like, years and then, like, now. Versus what was back then.
1: Because
0: mm. back then, people, you get criticized for liking anime. Oh, it's from Japan. Why you like that? It's all weird. But now it's like, it's being more and more accepted. And to me, the breakout was, like, that Beastars Season 2 was an art breakout hit. Um... Of course, now JoJo which just came out this year, which I haven't gotten JoJo, but I need to get into it. And then, um, of course, yes do Ghibli try to do their first CG movie, which went to mediocre thing. And now Miyazaki is coming back. I got Miyazaki's come back out of retirement once again to do one more film, which he's claiming is his last film. That he's gonna work on. So the. Basically, who I see is the, the Spielberg of anime films is coming back to do the more film, and uh, now like to me, like this year, like anime pretty much convinced. I would say this. I saw this thing what was it? I forgot, like months ago, they had like a a chart of what was the biggest content bigger this year so far, and the biggest chunk of that pie was anime
1: mm.
0: versus like Netflix original series sports, like, anime kind of dominated, like, what people were watching more this year. Like, what they were benching this year. So, to me, like, anime kind of became the breakout thing of 2021. This year, because of all the delays, production delays, you know, actors had to be, you know, taking a break from COVID protocol, and they had to wait for productions to put on hold. Productions got delayed to, like, the following year, following months. Um to me, not to my breakout thing of the year. was well, the anime. What's the biggest breakout when it comes to content and, you know, availability? So, like, movie-wise, what was the biggest movie for you that this year that you felt was the biggest one for 2021 that you felt If you had to pick?
1: I'm probably going to say Spider-Man, but we haven't seen it yet. I would say Spider-Man. I would, that was the one I was looking forward to the most. Um not the top... I'm going to see it, but I am I know it's going to be Spider-Man. The Spider-Man the yeah, Spider-Man is one? Yeah. It's the one that Marvel needs to rely on as far as, because it's their, it's their solid characters that they've always had, so they need to keep it exactly uh, going with what they know best, and that's keeping these characters strong with these good movies. So I'm excited to see Spider-Man. I know it's going to be good. That's why I know it's my breakout movie of the year. Um, I don't know if he saw any. I don't think I saw any movies that were too disappointing I came out. To see, I don't know movies that I just don't like seeing reboots being made, but I can't stop that train. Um, they're going to continue to be made. Um, I just hope the Matrix movie isn't bad when we see it. But
0: yeah, I'm here try. right now. Like IGN gave it a four.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. There's things that I'm sure it was trying to play on that they thought that was going to help, and I'm not really like I wasn't really thinking. This movie was gonna do that, but after seeing the trailer, I, it was kind of weird that they were bringing back some characters as opposed to trying something new. Even if it was just Neo. Honestly, it's just
0: Neo. Street, dude, that I've seen so far. It's just going off the trailer. I know the movie comes out. This recording of the movie comes out tomorrow. Yeah. But so far, the only ones I've seen so far were just Trinity and Neo. I think the only two they brought back, and like everybody else is new. Right. It's like they. I don't know. To me, it's like yeah, it's a reboot, but it's like. Just something different. They try to go like a different direction, basically. Like it, like it is, reset. but it's
1: not. It's just they're, they're just the it's same fun. characters, so it's not really a different. I don't know. I it's just I don't want it to be like a new coat of paint, really, if it's the so same movie. I want it to be mm-hmm. a little different, but it seems like it's trying to rely on the same stuff. that that got it to where it used to be, instead of challenging itself and doing something new. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I got to see it first. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, It's not like the biggest disappointment of the year because it's come. It comes out in December. Really, and it's probably it's been a movie that's been kind of anticipated for a long time, though. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. Like I didn't want it to be something that was anticipated for a long time and relies too much on fan service. Too.
0: And then remember, we saw the Suicide Squad. Remember, we did. We watched that film this year. Yeah, right? that was okay. Yeah. I mean, that was. I'm gonna say it was kind of like a kind of like a reboot almost in in this sense.
1: Sure, I mean, it was better than the other one, so... Yeah. You know, it was it was a little more entertaining than the other one. You know, a lot better
0: than the other one. But I don't know. I mean, and of course they had this action art just like we have not seen. I don't know, just him going back and try to redid re- it, basically we fix it. Pretty much undo what Josh would try to do with Josh, it. Josh not try to do, yeah. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. We'll look it up and see what it did, because this showed me, like... I don't know how it did like rating wise oh it actually got an 8.1 out of 10 on IDV um they got um Rodgers gave it at 71 so maybe yeah, I might check it out because maybe it did get fixed because it's like they're showing Jared Leto in the cast so maybe they do have a scene with the Joker and stuff mm-hmm. so they did like I think what they did was they actually brought back the actors and do a lot of reshoots and stuff because remember I guess in the original one you know Hank hey, Cavill had the mustache because he was doing that one film and then he couldn't shave it off, so they had to digitally take it off. So i bet you that's what they did, is they said we had the actors come back and Zack Snyder probably invited them, hey, come back and we'll do these three shots. And stuff, and of course, you know how Josh Reeson got basically backlashed and stuff based on how he was doing the set. Mm-hmm. And he became like a joke, basically. Now you don't see Josh Reeson doing anything this year when it comes to film-wise or TV. So he kind of like, almost like lost his credibility kind of this year. I mean... I mean, 2021... Overall, to me... This was a recovery year. I mean, we're still in a pandemic, but at least entertainment-wise... At least we had a good, decent amount of entertainment. decent news, yeah, we had some notable deaths. This year, like, biggest deaths when it comes to, like, pop culture. You know, we had actors, musicians... Icons of entertainment. You know... Ed Asner, Cloris Leachman, Charles Grodin, you know, Vicente Fernandez, Carmen Salinas, DMX, to name a few. Johnny Watts from Rolling Stones. Mm -hmm. You know, these are, like, icons that, to me, they're... it, It shows, like, you know... But it's like pieces of childhood, like people that you listen to or people you watch. Like, it's like pieces of your childhood kind of goes away. But you got their films, so you see, that's the way you can like you know idolize them and pay homage to them, like having their films, watching their films, watching their work. You know, like DMX one was unexpected. You know, he was sick and you know he was in a coma, and, and of course be said so different numbers. You know, we did last week we contributed to him with well, that. Like a big... That's a big thing that kind of like... One of those things that kind of like changed the view. <laughs> because of music. So... And... I mean... What's your like... We want to close this, out, this episode out. It's like... What's your expectations for 2022? When it comes to to Tim wise? Wives. Oh,
1: I'm looking to see some... Uh... Well, oh, some newer movies. Um, well, I, I'm looking to see some, hopefully, uh, I guess, a Bulls championship next year. <laughs> I'm looking to see them go far in the playoffs, hopefully. Uh, a championship's with real thinking. Is if, but we're good enough to be in the definitely in the talks of getting there far. So I'm hoping to see the Bulls go far. Uh, movie-wise, uh, maybe... I do want to see some movies that are not so much on the superhero, but a little more, uh, and not so much reboot, but things uh, things that are interesting. It could be like sci-fi. I do you want to see something like I like how dude, uh, even though it's been made again, but like books that are books that are turning into movies again. Like I like to see more books getting and getting their adaptations brought into the screen, or like getting some inspiration.
0: Like, you try to watch something that's, like, not the genre. Yeah, you
1: know, I I want to see some more period pieces, things done. Again, would be nice. Just, uh, different sort of creative shows to come out, too, as well on TV. Um, I know there's been a lot of sitcom stuff out, but I'm looking to see shows like that that are a little more interesting. Um, dramas and stuff like that that I can get into. Because I just watched, like, F.S. for Family, like, I finished that, like, that's... And Squid Game were, like, the only two things that I I went through back-to-back back right away. Mm-hmm. Like, everything else was just, like, like movies. And, of course, we got Cobra Kai to look forward to as well. Yeah, yeah. when the Cobra Kai comes out. Book of Bowls, Fed.
0: I mean, we still got shows that are still waiting. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, in 2022, you know, I mean, Saga's going to be the one thing, too, as well. That's coming out in April. I mean, I'm probably curious to see Bart Patterson as Batman, as Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah, that's right. It looks more more interesting because i got to see how his take on it is going to be. Because to me, I don't know if it's a reboot. It's just like a different, like a younger Bruce Wayne, I'm guessing. I don't know what inspiration is cool. but They're going to have Penguin and Riddler in it. It's going to be interesting to see, like, how throws Penguin, you know, how he plays that character. Um, Obviously, like, anime-wise, the guy got Attack and Titan... Final Season Part 2 and we got Bleach Final Art coming out in fall My Organism Season 6 coming out but I do want to explore like different genres and anime and stuff I do want to check out like the the BL ones you know Given is a good one it's like music one uh, BL if you guys don't know that's boys love reality. Um I want to check out Given that was coming out they came out this year um, I need to get that and watch because we sent a manga but it's like a music one um, there's also like uh, another BL one that's um it's called Banana Fish. That's on Amazon. Um, like I'm trying to watch like animes like not on my you know genre I usually watch like that, I got like a good listing things in my Amazon. I got things to look to watch. I'm pretty much reading more now. I think I kind of read more manga this year than watch anime this year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I read One Piece all the way. I all the way right now up to the point. See with my hero Black Clover, um, Chainsaw Man. I'm looking for Chainsaw Man when that comes out need to check out that anime as well I've been trying to read more and I'm a uh, Sora Online I was reading that of course uh, recently the our, the voice artist who did the voice of you know, and um, Sora Online passed away at the age of 35 from illness and I kind of like the cat, like the studio behind like or the publisher behind Sora Online did like a little tribute to her saying you know rest in peace she did so much work for your fans and stuff because she played this character in a video games and also in in uh, the movie on those scales, so she played the pop idol in there as well. She played character know, I forgot her name, the actress's name, but you know, it's last well, one I wanna do, just watch different animes, you know ones and try to watch more on Netflix ones because it's like there's very few Netflix animes I have watched and there's I still got on my list I had to watch. I mean Yas Gascade was a good one. definitely you gotta watch that, it's really good. It's good it's in English originally. But it's a really good one. Um Way the House Husband and BNA is a good one that came out there's a lot of anime films too that's one thing that I know you said you want to watch their movies that's what I'll say a challenge for you just to watch like anime films on Netflix
1: there's
0: some good ones that are out there and of course the creator of Your Name is going kind of in our film next year too as well I saw I watch Wife with You which I'm probably going to get on Blu-ray i definitely going to get Your Name on Blu-ray but Wife with You is the one that I forget the director um, the director's name but she's doing another one that's coming out next year she's directing another film um, but yeah I would say challenge for you I would say try to watch an anime film or even check out a series on Netflix Is, I know, well, what would be your challenge for me we'll give each other challenge
1: Watch a reality show. Watch a reality show? Yeah, it could be on Netflix. It could be on anything.
0: It could be on Netflix? Okay. Yeah, it's
1: on Netflix. There's tons. You can even watch Mm -hmm. one like a glass blowing. Those are always fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, If you want, yeah, we can do that. We can give ourselves a challenge. All right. It could be a challenge for next year.
1: (laughs) Hmm.
0: So, my challenge for you is to watch an anime film or even a series on Netflix. Will, we'll go we'll to Netflix And then if you want Just give me a, a Reality show on Netflix Do you think I should check out We'll give our thoughts We'll share our thoughts
1: Okay
0: we'll do that So i like that guys if you guys want to see you want to do that We'll give each other A challenge for next year We'll save that for like The the first episode of the new year And hopefully next week We'll have a, a spider review for you guys So hopefully you just like Our little 2021 review I know it's kind of overwhelming, But it's like just going back and reviewing the year, I mean, it's like I said, it's a recovery year. I mean, there were so good breakout moments, but hope <laughs> well, you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget to check out the backlog of our episodes on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, Amazon Music now, or if you Amazon Music and Audible, and also iHeartRadio Pandora. Um, check out slash stores and search Talk and Pop, and we'll have new designs up soon. Um, you can follow the podcast on Facebook. Make sure to like on Facebook. That way you get notified when we're going on stream again. Follow us on Twitter at PopTalking. So we'll see you guys again next week for the Spider-Man No Way Home Review. And then after that, New Year's. <laughs> we'll do our challenges, and we'll let you know how those challenges go. And that's it. We'll, we'll see you guys again next week. As always, geek on and take care.